My name is Masajari. Welcome to Exponential Intelligence. Today we're going to be talking about family dynamics. We're going to be covering the true reason our families exist, why family dynamics are so often so dysfunctional, how dysfunctional family dynamics work, how to notice these patterns and what we can do to break away from them, how to raise better kids by disciplining them properly with EI. And through the holidays, because it is holiday season, why you should go home to see your family while doing moss work, especially if you don't want to or feel like you uh, moved away or beyond them. With me today is uh, co-host Crystal Fambrini. Crystal, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Moss? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm just thinking about my own family now. So I was kind of spacing out, but yeah, I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just seeing how much I've transformed, actually, in the short time that I've used uh, exponential intelligence. Very nice. With your family? Yeah, with my family specifically. Yep. Do you mind sharing with us what you were thinking? Uh, no, not at all, because it's it's really quite interesting. You know, my uh, I come from a family of say well-bred intellect individuals. My dad's a doctor, my uncle's a doctor, my sister's a doctor, and you know when I came into you know the healing arts, they all kind of laughed at me. Uh, but as I say, grew into my abilities, and they saw you know, the changes in like the relatives I worked on and so on. Uh, they, they're starting to ask me, say, questions about how things work from a different perspective, right? They get the medical side, you know, and I see it from a spiritual side and then we combine. In fact, my sister, she comes up to me with some of her difficult clients or patients and asks me, is like, hey, can you tap in and see what we need? So, um, you know, my, my dad, totally, he doesn't even believe in chiropractors. And now every time I come over, it's like, hey, come over here and, uh, you know, work on my back or work on this or work on that. So it's really quite cute to see. Why? Um, I have to ask this question. If if, yes. uh, if the majority of your family members are doctors, why didn't you go into medicine or go into, you know, <laughs> becoming a, a doctor? I'm sure you've heard this a lot. Uh, you know, I started to. Mm -hmm. I went to my father's clinic one day and all I saw was, and there's nothing at the time, okay, now it sounds kind of strange, but this is the honest truth. At the time, all I saw was old people and I got freaked out and I'm going, God, I couldn't stand, you know, uh, and because I'd feel sorry. It's not like I'd get freaked out or grossed out by them, but I would feel, it would like depress me to just work on like individuals you know I, I didn't think about like sports medicine or anything like that i could have you know or or or, or even like uh athletic surgery all that because i'd be really good at that uh, but i didn't even think about that but you know it was my destiny i guess because now i'm doing at a higher level because i really really want to heal people you mm -hmm. know from a broader perspective rather than just giving them prescriptions and you know my sister she's a doctor and uh, again my my father they're both moving away you know, my father says the best way to uh, to stay healthy is stay away from doctors. You know, he's the old, kind of the older, you know, the better older doctors, you know, that really understood their, their craft. So uh, let's talk about family dynamics. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for uh, giving some insight into your family yeah. dynamics. Yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah. Also in the show, at the end of our conversation, you'll be giving out the moss work. Yes. And what will the moss really work be about? Yeah. Moss work this time is going to be analyzing your family from a different perspective. Okay? Starting to see the patterns that you, uh, a lot of us say, blame ourselves for. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why our lives don't work. We start to blame ourselves. But, you know, when you start to see that moss work 
uh, when you start to see things in your sister or your mother and so on, it's like, wow, it's going to be a lot easier for you to let go. So we'll talk about that later as well. And then the, the meta healing is mm-hmm. going to be helping you see from a deeper perspective, uh, more of an analytical perspective. So moving you out of the picture and seeing it for what it is. So Great. very, very potent, by the yeah. way. And you recently did a teleforum on family dynamics. And a Teleforum is your interactive educational tool where you field live questions from online listeners all over the world to help yes. shape the conversation. It's absolutely fascinating. Uh, you really dig deep into the subject while yes. you're helping individual listeners with their issues and, and you're working on the entire group vibrational, vibrationally as well. Exactly. It's a great even, way to even, connect. Yes. Even on, even on this podcast, mm-hmm. guys, uh, while we're talking, I'm, I'm working on you as a group. Fantastic. So if you want, so we're touching upon family dynamics in this podcast. And -hmm. if people want more, they can go over to your website, masajati.com and search for the family dynamics teleforum. So we're talking about a little bit of the excerpts today. Um, And speaking of that in your family dynamics teleforum, you discussed how important it is to quote, be a scientist with your family dynamics, unquote, uh, when you go home for the holidays. So can you explain what you meant by that? Yes, uh, you know, uh, again, you know, people come to me and, and, and they go, Moss, you know, uh, you know, I've got this going on in my life, this going on in my life. And they start blaming, you know, they start blaming themselves for what's happening. You know, a lot of times the family dynamics, I mean, even the extreme cases of, say, uh, wealth uh, or lack of wealth or illnesses or anything, relationship issues, right? People go, well, what am I doing wrong that my life is turned upside down, right? When you start going back and start to realize that, hey, you know, uh, you could have picked something up from your mom or your mm-hmm. father. It happens a lot. Or your sister. Or, you know, you might have been abused. I mean, those are the extreme cases. They're not actually so extreme. Um, although they're extreme, they're not uncommon. Uh, you might have been abused which creates those family dynamics. So, so when you start understanding or seeing, you know, when you go back into the holidays, you start seeing from a scientist's point of view, you remove your emotional values or the distortions that, you know, when you come into your family, you remove the, the emotional component of it. You start to see things for what it is. You start to see the patterns uh, for what it is. For example, some, and, and again, another extreme example, you know, this woman, she had three, four abortions. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she really blamed herself. And I might have used this example before. But, you know, I tapped into her family and I go, you know, just tapping into your family, your mom, I, I see that she's had a few abortions herself. She goes, well, yes, she has. You know, and then you, I can go further back in their family volume and go, wow, your grandmother had like these abortions as well. And she goes, you know, yes. You know, and and at that point, I could see her whole, say, frequencies change just because she realized that it's not her fault, right? Although it's, she's responsible for transforming, right, wherever, you know, whatever the family gave you. Um, once you see it from a different perspective, it's like it's easier to move away from it because you're not invested in it anymore. It's not, you, it's not about you. Mm-hmm. It's something that just came into you. And the same thing with hereditary, you know, like if you have heart issues, diabetes, things like that, uh, you know, I've helped a lot of people say move away. You ha- yes, you have a higher propensity because your hereditary is that way, but that doesn't mean that you have to resonate with those frequencies. So when we go home for Thanksgiving, for example, 
Mm-hmm. Um, does that mean you can be emotional, but just notice your family dynamics, the interactions, what people are saying with like more logical brain, like how a scientist would do it, like picking yes. up facts? Picking up facts, uh, you know, going deeper inside, not really listening to the words. You know, over 90% of our communication mm-hmm. is, 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 is body language, tonality, you know, that spiritual connection. Uh, less than 3% is words. Okay? So again, like being a scientist and understanding the whole, say, pattern of how people speak, you know, the type of, well, some of the words that they use, if it's um, self-defeating like tonality or words, you know, understand the underlying frequencies that we pick up at an unconscious level towards from people when they communicate. Whether it's your family or anybody else, it's, it's a really great way to communicate because, again, 3, 3% or less is the actual words people use. But how they say the words, how they communicate with you at an underlying level, mm-hmm. that's more important than anything. Especially if you're in business, it'll help you greatly in business because then you get to truly understand, you know, what that other person is wanting or talking about. So you're paying attention to the tonality of their voice. Tonality, body language, all that. Yes. Their body language, eye contact. Eye contact. Exactly. All of the details. If they're jittery or if they're calm, yep. what, what type of energy is exuding out of them? Exactly. Or if your family comes from a drama, you know, I'm sure everybody has a drama queen or drama king in their family, mm-hmm. right? Start to understand that. You don't have to move away from it or even say, hey, you know, you're always full of drama. But, you know, once you start to understand that, well, yes, this person likes drama, right? And they create drama. It, it just unlocks say, the hold of that person on you, mm. uh, which is very important. You know, the scientists, uh, the quantum physicists, the double slit experiment, you know, and you can look it up, the double slit experiment on Google. Uh, they talk about when scientists start focusing or paying attention to how these atoms uh, react, it changes the outcome of how the atoms uh, you know, smash against the film. Same thing with family dynamics or same thing with how you shift. Once you just understand, once you become aware, you don't have to do anything else. You don't have to go, oh, that's good, that's bad. You know, actually that distorts you and holds on to you more. Uh, all you have to be is aware of what's happening. Your unconscious mind or your higher self or your spirit self goes, you know, that's not right. It doesn't feel productive to me or it doesn't feel... Uh, abundant to me, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I need to get away from this. Something new comes in uh, much better than what you planned or what you expect mm-hmm. automatically comes in. That's actually beautiful. It it sounds a bit, to be a scientist with your family dynamics, at first, I feel like it may may take a lot of effort to do that because you have to, like, you have to keep reminding yourself, okay, I'm yes. going to be a scientist with this. I'm taking myself out of the <laughs> equation. That's going to be hard for a lot of people, especially right now during the holiday times when you go home. This is like, you know, high emotion time for a lot of people. It, it is. It's, you know, the family uh, is supposed to be like very cheerful and so on. But in you know, a lot of times, you know, it's a lot of time for stress, mm-hmm. uh, for family dynamics. But, you know, what you just said, you know, the, the meditation that we're going to do, the meta healing that we're going to do after this, mm-hmm. you, you know, it's a shorter one. Uh, and I think we have a longer version on our website, but a lot of people start to say, peel away 
the the lenses that they look at their family automatically through the meta healings and they'll just naturally see themselves from a different perspective because they're pulling away from the family. But when you pull away from the family, again, that's not a good or bad thing. No. What What is that then? If it's not good or bad, it's just a, what is that? Um, it's actually, a, it's a space of learning from you. Uh, again, if it's family dynamics or relationships or anything, you know, when I work on individuals through a relationship perspective, you know, all your relationships are going to change. Uh, and most of the time, what happens is people start to become isolated. You're forced to become isolated. So even if you spend time, even if you live with your family, you're going to lock yourself in the bedroom or whatever, uh, or stay away from groups. Uh, even if you interact with a large number of groups all the time, you're going to feel alone or isolated even when you're with there. The reason being is because your spirit is pulling you away so you can identify your own weaknesses, your own strengths. Okay? Otherwise, you'll never know, right? You never know how other people affect you. Mm-hmm. Right, if they're always entangled with you, so you get rid of all the attachments, and then uh, again, you start studying yourself internally, mm-hmm. you get stronger, and that's why you need to pull away. Okay, if the family is not that great, you know, if it's they've always bound you or binded you, what happens is that you pull away completely, you totally break away. Okay, you know, you go back to the family, and uh, somebody wants to argue with you, right, or they want to pick a fight with you. Uh, it's not about, especially if I've worked on you before, uh, before you get into the family dynamics. Okay? Uh, or people will just call up and start to like fight with you, argue with you. It's not about you know, making or keeping your ground, right? standing for what you believe in. Uh, it's not really about that. So just notice again. Okay? Uh, if you start to argue with you, uh, it's 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 like yes, you might win the battle, but you won't win win the war. It's not about winning the battle or winning that argument. It's about them trying to like entangle you with those frequencies again. So just be aware of that. Okay. So just stand back again and just observe. You are the observer this time around. Okay. And we can talk about uh, this maybe in a more deeper layer. But if you're the kingpin. And that is, say, if you shift, the whole family dynamics, everybody shifts. Even people who have crossed over, they actually shift as well. Um, you mentioned that on your teleform. You talked about a, a kingpin. Oh, kingpin? Uh, yes. Yeah, w- yeah. What is that? What is that? What, what does that mean? A kingpin? You know, a kingpin is 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 um, is uh, it kind of comes from construction. I think they use another terminology for it. But you know, when you're building arches, it's mm-hmm. that. It's that last stone in the middle that once you put that in, everything gets locked into place, right? Uh, once you pull it out, everything falls apart, okay? I think they call it a keystone, actually. I call it a kingpin. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happens in these families is that if you're a kingpin, you, you have taken on the responsibility of breaking away from the family dynamics, okay? Uh, the crutches, the sometimes, you know, we've signed, say, contracts or, uh, you know, with something that's not the best for you, uh, you know, in a family space. So over and over and over again, um, you know, your family gets, say, abused for some reason or your family gets addicted. You have addictive, say, personalities, right? Uh, people are always like your grandfather's 
was an alcoholic, your father was an alcoholic, you're an alcoholic. You know, why does stuff like that happen? Mm-hmm. It's those family patterns that bind you, right? Or at some level, you've signed a contract with somebody. The best way to control you or keep you under that contract is to keep you weak. So that's over and over, generation after generation, you have the same family patterns. Okay? We call it hereditary. It's in the genes. Not, it's not really true. I've broken, I've broken a lot of people away from, say, that gene pool. Okay? Mm-hmm. You can change those, again, by breaking those contracts. So the kingpin is after they change, mm-hmm. after that one individual shifts, all individuals in that family shift, and nobody is bound by, say, any contracts, uh, nobody is bound by, say, the distortions from that family. Every family has a personality, right? Mm-hmm. So you're not, you're moved completely away from it. So how can you identify, how do you know if you're the kingpin in your family? Most individuals don't. Mm. Right? You know, I kind of, once they, I identify them as a kingpin, if they come to me, I go, oh, uh, you seem to be a kingpin. But if you want to do it yourself, you're usually, although you might not be, say, the leader within the family, if you make changes in yourself, other people tend to follow you, okay? whether you're the leader or not. Uh, usually you're the black sheep of the family or kind of like the outcast of the family. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that's how to identify them uh, yourself. Interesting. So what is the real purpose of our families that we're born into? I mean, aren't families supposed to lift us up and support us? (laughs) You hesitate. (laughs) Uh, They are. In fact, every experience that you have, it's supposed to be a lifting or or a position to catapult you forward. Okay. Mm -hmm. But whether it's family dynamics or what you've done yourself, most of the time it's created a downward spiral for individuals. Mm -hmm. Lifetime after lifetime after lifetime, it gets stronger and stronger, that downward spiral. Mm -hmm. Just like practicing a habit. If it's a bad habit, right? Over time, it gets ingrained in you. Over lifetimes, it gets ingrained in you. Over family lifetimes, it gets ingrained in you. So, so yes, the pattern is supposed to be cleaner Mm -hmm. or better for you. But again, most of the time, the patterns have been distorted for some reason or another. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned a bit earlier that a lot of times, or it's common for people who are working on themselves or are going through um, exponential intelligence or working mm-hmm. with you, that they drift away from people, their communities, from their families, and they oftentimes want to be alone. If they're doing this work during the holiday times, um, mm-hmm. is it okay for them to be alone or do you advise them to kind of push through it and, and see their family? No, uh, you know, this happens to a lot of people, you know, when I've worked on them before, you know, um, and and then they come into the holiday season and go, Moss, I don't want to go see my family because, you know, I don't relate to them anymore. Right. Right. Um, The the important thing is, is I highly recommend, unless it's a, you know, unless you're going to get abused and all that, you know, Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't recommend it. Um, um, But if it's not, you know, if you're not going to get abused or, or again, some people, there's some strange families out there. So I would highly recommend going back to that family because since you've changed so much, okay, and you see you drifting away from, say, the pattern because you actually see it in real life, in this physical lifetime. I mean, in this physical life, you'll see those patterns like so clearly once you see those patterns so clearly, it's, it becomes so much easier for you to go, oh, 
I see so clearly now. I can just walk away from, say, the dynamics. You know, mm-hmm. I can walk away from the abuse that's happened. Uh, I can walk away from, say, you know, being poor all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's the family dynamics. So a lot of people might be fearful to go through that process. You know, yes. they're detoxing. Right, right. And then to add the extra layer of to go home to the family for the holidays, it seems overwhelming. But you're saying push through it. Right. If if it's an abusive family, that's one thing. But otherwise, go and and do it. Be yes, with your family. Exactly. Yes, uh, I, I totally recommend that. Again, you know, if you don't, what happens is, you know, that's fine. You'll still push through it. But, you know, instead of taking, say, the holidays to just get it over with and clear it out, it'll just take you longer to get it over and clear you out. Which is a really important thing, I think, that you bring up because a lot of people think that they need to do this type of work alone by themselves. True. And they don't. And they don't. Uh, initially, it is, it is an uh, individual process mm-hmm. for you. You know, the, the reason why... Again, it's an individual process because it's like you're getting connected to your higher self, your real self. Mm-hmm. You have to get introduced, create that relationship. You know, once that relationship is really strong, mm-hmm. nothing, your outside relationships can't distort you. Mm-hmm. What about if people that are doing um, exponential intelligence work, they break through the fear, they go home and see their family, and mm-hmm. they're able to you know, think like scientists and, mm-hmm. you know, be there for their family, but not, mm-hmm. not allow the distortion. But how right. do they, how are they supposed to act or react to family members who may say, you know, who may not like the change? Right. That say, what's wrong? You know, you seem different or what's going on. Yes. Cause I'm sure that ha- happened. I could see that happening a lot. Oh, it, it happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Especially if your family comes from a, uh, say a dark frequency. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, what happens is that family, those the family group, does not want you to change because they know if you break away, then they lose control over you. It's another soul that they say lose control over. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the darkness gets so strong that the darkness has taken over, say, the individuals of the family, and you know the family that those individuals in the family are just like hollow robots. And, you know, a lot of people that I've uh, run into, you know, their father's an alcoholic or their father wasn't there because um, from what I see, their spirit is totally, completely gone and they're just like a empty shell that goes mm-hmm. around, you know, in the mm-hmm. family dynamics. Um, those, those type of individuals, when you start breaking free from them, they actually become fearful and they want to suck you back in. So, yes, you'll get family... Families go, you know, there's two types of family uh, dynamics. It's like one, they don't want you to pull away because if you do pull away, it makes them look bad, right? So uh, they don't want you to pull away because then they'll have to say like uh, ascend higher. Two, uh, um, there's families that love you so much, they think that you're pulling away and, you know, they want to keep you, say, secure or safe mm-hmm. you know that's the kind that, that's the wrong kind of love because you never grow that's why you're in the situation that you are so they want to keep you say safe so then they pull you in again uh and then i guess there's one more is that 
the family, uh, again, kind of, it's a, like a subset of the first one, is that family is, say, possessed at some level or controlled at some level. If you pull away, it, again, it's like one less victim that can be used later on. Hmm. Yes. Uh, and I know it sounds kind of dark. I see a lot of dark type families coming through. Wow. Uh, and, and you can break that pattern. When I think, you know, holidays, when I think of the holidays, I think of going home to the family. I also think of traditions and I think yes. of people have a lot of expectations around how your family members are going to act and what people are going to say. So this is a, like the holidays is high time for the family patterns. You know, they're in full bloom. <laughs> they are in full bloom. So if someone comes in who's been doing exponential intelligence work, it's like, whoa, whoa, what is, what's going on here? You know, it's, it's something that is quite noticeable very quickly. Oh, very quickly. You'll see it right away. As soon as you, even, even before you step into that door, mm-hmm. you'll start to see, say, uh, you'll start to feel all the other people automatically, especially the ones that have like uh, controlled your life. You'll pick their frequencies. You're, you'll pick the way they are mm-hmm. uh, even before, uh, again, before you, you know, drive up in their driveway. And it's not, and I like, I like to say this, it's not, it's not good or bad. It's just breaking the pattern so you can raise your frequency, correct? Yes. And then I just say it's not good or bad and then correct. (laughs) (laughs) It it is. Yeah. I mean, nothing is good or bad at a higher level. It's just patterns that run. You know, we associate good or bad to what happens in the physical plane because we need, say, the difference, right? Hot, cold, good, bad light, dark, all that, mm-hmm. you know, to, for this, for us to exist in this physical plane, we need the differences, uh, in the spiritual plane, it is what it is, you know, you learn from it, there's no mm-hmm. attachment, there's no judgment, that's why there's no judgment, you know, thou shall not judge and so on like that in religious term, mm-hmm. uh, that's the real reason why they say that, okay, uh, because when you start to judge, no matter what it is, it binds you into a certain path. Mm-hmm. And speaking of, you know, good or bad and not judging, mm-hmm. I want to get into um, the concept of discipline because on your teleforum on family dynamics, you talk about parenting and discipline and you of course have a ton of credibility on this front because in addition to being a success energizer or Oracle, or, you know, so many different things, you're also a father to six kids. Six so, kids. Yeah. So beautiful. can you, oh, six beautiful kids, excuse me. I wouldn't have had so many. <laughs> if they weren't so if they weren't amazing. good kids. Yeah. So can you explain the exponential intelligence philosophy on disciplining children. Sure. Uh, you know, more people, you know, people go, uh, you know, the more discipline you have, you know, the better that your kids are going to raise. Uh, and, you know, that's not true at all. You know, the more control you have over your kids, the, the, um, and then it's kind of like the wrong kind of love as well, right? Some people love their kids so much, they don't want them to, say, do anything wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they check everything out so the kid doesn't get hurt. Uh, they don't do something stupid. Um, you know, they tell their kids that they're so smart. And this is, you can actually Google this statistic. You know, parents are really proud of their kids. So they say, oh, you're so smart. Oh, you're so smart. You know, these kids grow up being, thinking that they're smart. So they'll never try anything that messes them up or they'll never try anything out of their comfort zone because Obviously, if they fail, they're not going to feel smart. So we raise, uh, hate to say it, stupid kids right? uh, who are afraid to go out and try. 
right? Uh, you know, the best for- form of love that I see is actually from um, how eagles raise their, their young ones. Uh, they take them up to really high heights, okay? Uh, and then they push them. And then the, 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 the baby eagle starts tumbling down, but it regains control. That's how they learn how to fight, or that's how they learn how to, you know, get their prey. You know, we don't raise our kids like that. We protect them so much that they grow up to be lazy. Uh, the sad thing about it is, is when you die, they, you know, they, they become lost, they become totally lost because you're not there to tell them what to do. Hmm. So the way I raise my kids is, you know, I calculate, you know, how bad, say, they're going to get hurt or how, you know, destructive it could be or whatever. And then I let them do whatever they need to do. You know, I, I, I go, well, these are the consequences that's going to happen if you do this. So, you know, and then I l- allow them to make their own decisions, guys. Allow people, allow kids to make their, uh, to make their own decisions. Um, and that way you don't have to keep raising them, you know, when they're 40, 50, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I see a lot of people, it kind of saddens me. They're still raising their kids and their kids are 40, 50 years old. They're still taking care of them. That's why that happens. Hmm. So we'll, so you allow your kids to make their own choices for them, but yes, their own mistakes, their own choices. And that's, that's a form of, of discipline. Well, it's, it's, it's part of that discipline. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the mistakes, it, it, you know, most parents come from the fact that, okay, if you did this, if you broke your curfew, right. I'll have to discipline you. So it's an outside source, right, that controls them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at most successful individuals, they don't have an outside source that controls them. They have an internal resource that controls their habits, their behavior patterns, what they do, what their likes are, and so on, right? Right. Um, so if you allow, say, what happens to them, the end result, if they do this to discipline them, that's all the discipline that they need. They don't need somebody else telling them that they're stupid. And, and that gets into another whole new subject. You know, it's like, God, I can't believe how stupid you are. Well, mm-hmm. what does that tell, tell the kid? Right, right. So by, you know, having this family dynamics, parents mm-hmm. with their kids and, you know, really allowing them to choose... Yes. And, you know, and, and, and you're educating them on what yes. could happen and what could not happen by, before they make their decision. Mm-hmm. Um, that essentially doesn't that, it helps develop the child and it creates a pattern in their life as well. Oh, definitely. It, it, helps, uh, it helps your child. It helps individuals who run companies. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I remember this story. Uh, the guy made a mistake. It was a $2 million mistake and. You know, his boss called him in and uh, he goes, I suppose you're going to fire me now. He goes, no, I just spent uh, $2 million training you, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and, and you learn, people learn from their mistakes. <laughs> I mean, look at me. I've made a ton of mistakes. That's how I learned. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's a funny story, but it's also true. And that shows how aware his boss was by saying that. Yep. And that's how you get strong kids. And that's how you be, get independent kids. Mm-hmm. And how does that work? You know, family dynamics, um, you know, your parents with parents mm-hmm. who have kids and there's one pattern that they're with the kids right. and then they have grandparents, you know, how are they supposed to relate to their moms and dads? Well, usually most parents discipline the way their moms and dads did. 
mm-hmm. from what I'm seeing. And, you know, it, it's it's because, like, when we have kids, you know, something happens, and we don't think it's like, okay, if this happens, you know, how am I going to be different? How am I going to be better for my parents? Um, something happens, you get into an emergency mode, uh, and your default state is something that you've learned from your parents. It's so automatic, right? Mm-hmm. Your parents taught you this over and over. They've ingrained you. So it's like, boom, you just play the part of your parent because it's easier. It's your default state. It's not the best method. Nobody mm-hmm. ever like thinks, oh, I need to discipline my kids like this or do it like this or think it out beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do what their parents did and then lo and behold, they're like their parents and go, I can't believe I'm like my parent. Mm-hmm. And then they accept being their parent. But they don't have to accept it. They just get, if they notice oh. it, they then, then they have the power to choose whether they want to accept exactly. it or to go a yes. different way. Yes. And that's with uh, exponential intelligence. They start to, again, analyze mm-hmm. where they get their habits, how they get their discipline or, you know, what happens to them. Uh, in the family space. And so EI and family dynamics really gives you power to break cycles if you choose to that have gone on for for lifetimes. Yes, these are deep, deep cycles. I mean, we're talking about, you know, discipline and so on. But, you know, like um, individuals who are like sickly all the time, you've seen people, right? Uh, Over the dinner dinner table, Mm -hmm. that's all they talk about. You know, yeah. their illnesses, right? <laughs> I've seen or, like sketches about that where they yeah. make fun of families that just talk about their illnesses all the time. Well, it's a family pattern. Right. It's the cloth uh, that you've been cut out of mm-hmm. uh, in religious terms, you know. You start to fall away or you start to fall into, say, those patterns. You know, it's your destiny. Actually, it's your responsibility to break free from, say, the family culture the culture, the actual culture that you grew up in, mm-hmm. you know, the time frame culture, all that, and start to identify yourself as like your true self that you are. I said, I started laughing when you started talking about that, that families start talking about their illnesses because mm-hmm. my father, I'm sure he'll hear this, but he's so weird. <laughs> For like the last 20 years, every holiday we'll get around at the dinner table and he'll start talking about, you know, when I have an illness and I'm about to die, you know, what we should do and we should just push him over a cliff or we should shoot him or just, you know, pull the plug. And like after so many, you know, in the first couple of years, you're like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. And this concept of like thinking of your dad dying. And then like a decade later, it's like, okay, why do we do this? Why do you do this at every holiday dinner? Why do you talk about when you're going to (laughs) die? This is not a fun conversation. And in the last couple of years, like doing, you know, exponential intelligence work, I just start laughing. Like it's a serious subject, but it gets to be a little comical because I'm like, again, again, we're talking about this pattern of you when you die, like, oh my gosh. (laughs) It's like, when is it going to happen anyway? No, No, but like, then he he even starts to laugh because he's like, I don't know why every time the holidays I bring this up. I'm like, yeah, it's it's a little ridiculous. It's not, I don't want to go to a family holiday dinner and hear about my father talking about when he's on his deathbed every single time. You know, actually, (laughs) you know, just tapping into your father. Right. You know where that comes from. It's from his grand grandfather. His grandfather used to do the same thing. I'll we'll ask him about that because it's so uh, weird. Either, or <laughs> it's either his grandfather or his grandmother 
Uh, I can't tell because his grandmother seems like it's got a male type frequency. It's a dominant type. Although she might be female, mm-hmm. she's got a dominant type frequency. So well, I, I do think that, um, you know, his his grandmother had Alzheimer's. So I think that oh. really affected him. And he would visit her in the home and he okay. would bring us. So I think that was like, he, does, he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to be in that home. So yeah. he's made it very so clear that, to us, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah, that's for sure. She's, yeah. She was definitely... Um, I could see why she would have the male energy. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's, uh, he's just copying it and he, he doesn't even know why. Right. And that's like, you know, a lot of people have, you know, those stories, I'm sure, where they mm-hmm. have the same conversation over and over again. Oh <laughs> those are the patterns you got to watch out for. Those are the patterns that'll come for you. I mean, true to you. Mm-hmm. And then it's easier to go, oh, it's a pattern. I need to let go of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and we talked about, you know, discipline. I also mm-hmm. wanted to talk about, and I have a question about love. You know, I mm-hmm. have heard so many people in the past year, you know, tell me or reveal that when they go home for the holidays, they don't say I love you to their family members. Right. That uh, blew me away. Do you hear that a lot? That they can't say I love you. They can't express love to each other. Yeah, because they've never expressed love to each other. You know, the, the way they treat each other. You know, a lot of the families I see, they're really, really, really distorted, uh, Crystal. And how can you, how can you, how can you express love? And, you know, it's the love that, uh, it's not the true love anyway. It's that binding love, you know. It's like we have to be abusive to each other to feel love. You know, that happens a lot in families. So, yes, it's sad to say. Fortunately, with exponential intelligence, those individuals who've had issues like that, you know, then they can't connect. You know, once they break free from the family dynamics, you know, uh, you break free, you start to send higher, you know, your mom or whoever you've had issues, they start to break free, they start to send higher, you come back, you know, a much stronger individual and you, you talk stuff out like that and it clears out and you really connect like a mother daughter or you know uh whatever connection there is for you mother or son whatever it is a real true organic connection right because a lot of people i think stuff down their feelings and yes, they'll, they'll exactly. go back home for the holidays and they'll spend time with their families but they're mm-hmm. not connecting exactly they're just spending time and it's like and they some people look at the watch you know it's like okay uh i'm gonna be here for four hours mm-hmm and then uh, I can forget it all behind. You don't forget it behind. You just drag it with you. It gets mm-hmm. heavier and heavier with every holiday. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, it, and, it, and it does distort you, although you think you're disconnected from it. Right. Because I think also you hear, you know, people that have broken up families that, you know, mm-hmm. um, their parents got a divorce and they both remarried and they have to split yep. time during yep. the holidays. And not only is one family dynamic, you know, confusing right. or you know you have several family dynamics going on true and you know you know we can blame that for the divorce mm-hmm. right because they got divorced you know it's not because they got divorced you know because if they were together they'd be arguing they'd be fighting they'd be doing whatever so that connection isn't there anyway you know the one of the best decisions they made is actually getting a divorce okay uh, but the problem is those patterns are so ingrained that they most usually, if they, you know, they don't have that um, EI intelligence, mm-hmm. what are they going to do? They're going to remarry somebody with, say, similar traits. So now you've multiplied the family dynamics, 
Mm. And now they're distorted even both. Uh, but again, people go, oh, divorce is bad for the kids. Uh, it's one of the best things if you're awakened and you divorce and then you, you change your, say, frequencies to attract somebody that's more organic for you and that relationship really works. It shows that your kid that you don't have to live in that, say, situation. A lot of kids that, you know, their families um, very abusive, but they never divorced. So what do they do? Right? They stay in. They hang in no matter how abusive it gets. They marry abusive type spouses. Mm-hmm. And then what do they do? They continue on that pattern. It's not their parents anymore that abuse them. It's somebody else that abuses them. Uh, that's how those patterns keep rolling over. They, they create kids, abusive relationship, and their kids go, oh, well, that's the way I grew up. Right? And they attract abusive type families. Again, over and over and over again. So, What is, I guess, your number one or what are your top issues or questions people come to you with in regards to their family dynamics? What are their needs? You know, most of the time that I'm seeing the number one needs are family dynamics that have happened centuries ago or generations ago that still control the family today. Uh, And then they blame each other or they're not connected. Uh, Sometimes, you know, the family dynamics, uh, again, they huddle with each other, not for security, but they've huddled for safety, okay, together. So they stay together, the mother, daughter, the mother, son, or whatever it might be, right? Mm -hmm. They come together for like a safety space. The sad thing about that is they always attract abuse. They always attract for some reason to stay huddled together, although it's an abusive relationship. Uh, they stay together to feel safe, and it, they never feel safe on that. But again, most of the issues has happened like generations, way generations ago. It's not the current family uh, dynamics that's distorting them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what about the people that come to you that have very strong family dynamics? Mm, in what way? I a I negative mean, way or a positive In way? a positive way. Even that is binding for you? Okay, mm-hmm. because you're expected to say be a certain way. Okay? Say you come from a perfect family, you know, you're you're wealthy, and again, wealth does not say that your family is perfect, right? Mm-hmm. The level of wealth or level of income. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, say anything's everything's perfect, mm-hmm. right? Those type of families, uh, although there's a lot of good traits, there's a lot of good traits in every family. Again, the important thing is weeding away the bad traits and the good traits and going with the good traits and accentuating, right? Uh, The good traits. So, you know, the people with strong families, uh, again, there's a sense of expectation that happens for them. So although there's positive traits within that family, there's a type of suppression that happens. That's why kids of wealthy individuals, they start hating money. Uh, And I'm sure you know people like that, right? They start to move away from, you know, uh, wealth or they th- think that money is bad or they don't want to work or whatever it might be mm-hmm. because they have a negative connection with say the family and money. It's not about the money and no matter how much income you're making. So what is the moss work that we get to do to be scientists that can help us prepare to take on the holidays and have it be, you know, the most positive mm-hmm. and effective for us and our, and our loved ones. This time, the moss work is going to be mixed in with uh, meta-healing. 
So in the meta healing, uh, I'll help you say, open up and understand from a different layer, kind of like putting on uh, a different set of lenses. So you see for the trueness. And then the moss work is to identify yourself or look at, you know, your family dynamics as a scientist. Actually, you know, through, after this meta healing, you'll actually start to see all your relationships uh, from a different perspective. You'll start to see the frequencies of those people that mean the most to you. Because right? mm-hmm. those individuals that mean the most, obviously they have the most impact on you. Yeah, this is important moss work. Yes, yes. So that's why they're inter, inter, intermixed is one, I give you the lenses, kind of like the infrared lenses to see whatever you need to see. And then two, uh, again, if you need to write down stuff, mm-hmm. right? If, you read to, if you're that type of person that needs to write down stuff or record stuff, whatever it is, you know, go ahead and do it. But the important thing is just be aware. Um, the other thing is not to be judgmental. Scientists aren't, a good scientist isn't judgmental. They just write it down for what it is, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a good news broadcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't give you, oh, this thing, terrible thing happened. They just tell you the news or that's what they should tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with you. It's like you just write, this person was like this, okay? Or this person was abrasive or whatever it is. It's not like this person was a jerk. You right, know, no. right. You're not, you know I mean? you're not yeah. bitching or complaining. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. <laughs> you're just kind of stating yes. what you're noticing. So you're not putting really your emotions behind it. You're not... Yeah, and if they are bitching, you can just say, hey, you know, they're bitching. Right, you know, right. And not have any emotion towards it. I guess that's really... Or, the and don't, don't be reactive. Stuff. Right. It's like watching a movie, mm-hmm. you know, of your family playing out. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't get involved in that movie. Well, for the most part, you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Some people do. Um, but anyway, you know, you watch the movie, you see the actors and then go, oh, okay, this actor is like this, this actor is like this, this actor is like this. Right, right. right. And, then oh, I, I, and then you have that light bulb come out, go off in your head like, aha. <laughs> yes. Aha, I have that same pattern running in me. Yes, and that's where you take back the power. And that's where you take the, back the power. You don't Beautiful. blame yourself. Mm-hmm. You take responsibility for yourself. Beautiful. Uh, All right. And, and by the way, guys, once you shift, if your kids are younger through exponential intelligence, uh, I would say like 13, 14, 15, around that age range, uh, they automatically shift with you to that higher intelligence with EI. As they get older, they have to make a more of a conscious decision to like shift. But they say, hey, you know, uh, look, my parents are shifting, you know, let me take a look at it if they're that intuitive type, you know, and they all want to shift as well. So again, it's their responsibility, uh, as they get older to shift. Makes sense. Yep. So should we do the, so we did the moss work, uh, should we do the, um, the meta healing? Yes. Let's jump into it. As a note, guys, whether it's the family dynamics, your spouse, your coworkers, you know, loved ones, whatever it is, you, everything's going to shift for you. Okay, so just be aware of it. If it's meant to be together, if you're meant to be together, then you'll be together. If it's not, uh, then you'll separate faster. Okay, so just be aware of that as well. So, uh, let's go ahead and get started again. Sitting, standing, lying down, getting comfortable. Whichever way is good for you. Preferably standing up. Go ahead and take a nice deep breath in, inhaling through the nose, holding it for a second or two, and then exhaling, letting go. 
letting go of all the stuff that we talked about. Letting go, say, any emotions that came up for you as I've been working on you through this podcast. Letting go and just wondering how many other people are, say, going to listen to this podcast. Notable breath in again. As the neck muscles start to release, your head might be feeling a little heavier as the neck muscles release and relax. All the way down through the shoulders. Can wondering how many people are going to be listening to this podcast, connecting to them, right? Because there is strength in numbers. It's like a good, strong family. It gives you strength to move forward faster. It pulls you out of ruts that you've might have gotten stuck in, pushes you through blocks, opens up different realities. Again, a strong family. Go. Another deep breath in again. So continue to work on you. Generate, say, frequencies of awareness. Perhaps noticing your mid-back, your lower back, releasing letting go it allows you to come into this moment in time any sounds of the background noise going from my side your side just noting them and allowing them to focus in on my voice which will help you go even deeper Another clear breath in. We start to become clear of our intentions, who we are. On the exhale, asking ourselves, how do I connect to pure source? Even if you've heard this for the first time and you don't know what it means, keep asking. Answers will open up for you. The exhale. Just notice your eyes. Feel the vision from bridge of your nose, forehead, third eye area, and then the space above your third eye. Again, most people might know uh, their diarrhea, space above. Most people don't understand or realize that it's there. It's a sensing unit. It allows you to sense your environment. Okay? It's like a camera, right? It's got a tinier opening, senses the light. Same thing here, senses your environment. Interestingly enough is that it filters out all the things to keep your environment uniform. Hmm. Just to give you an idea, no matter where you go, you notice that people treat you the same way. That's why.
as I continue to work on you. All you need to know is note the third eye area, space above the third eye. Those who are sensitive might actually feel some sensations in the forehead area around, say, the hat line for you. As you start to expand, more sensitivity. Another deep breath in. Again on the exhale, just noting forehead area, third eye area. Starting to see from a different perspective. Starting to see from your higher self, your spiritual eyes. Starting to see the frequencies that make your environment. Starting to see behind that veil. And although this is family dynamics, love relationships going to get affected by this as well. Just go ahead and kind of like blank out the frequencies that you send out to attract relationships that you have. And as I continue to work on you, as you take a breath, note your body, note that third eye area. Let me explain. Like a radio station sends out country music, rock music. Attract certain individuals that like rock music, country music. You're sending out patterns of abuse, patterns of love, whatever it might be. You're going to attract people that, well, will treat you with love or abuse, whatever you're sending out and just blanking that out for now where you don't sound out anything. Kind of a cool experiment. Mm-hmm. 
noting your breath. Noting your breath and exhaling out of the forehead area, third eye area. Lots of things we can play around within that area to change, say, how you see your environment. Again, for that introductory phase, again, just editing what you see. Frequencies that people resonate at, not just what they're saying or their actions. Underlying cause of, say, their actions or their words. Thank you. I'm just going to leave you in the space for as long as you'd like. Again, as long as you stay in the space, it will feel like I'm continuing to work on you. Thanks for being on the podcast. Look forward to seeing you on the next one. Take care.